This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What's up, you bad Christian jerks? Welcome back to the podcast. I am glad to be back. I've been out for a week. I was gone because I had my third child, which is terrific. But be honest, it's not as fun as, you know, hanging out with Toby and Joey. So glad to be here. I want to tell you, if you didn't know it yet, my band, Emery, and Toby's band, Emery, is going to be on tour. We're doing a 15-year anniversary tour with Hawthorne Heights, where we're going to be playing the week's end, and they're going to be playing the silence in black and white. We've got some really special VIP things. We're going to, it's going to be great. And it's in June, month of June. Toby and Devin are doing some acoustic shows while I'm adjusting to my new baby in the meantime in April, but I'll let you check that stuff out on our website. It's emerymusic.com. You can check it out there, or really, you can just go to Emery's Twitch page, which is even probably a more central hang for everything Emery's doing lately. That's twitch.tv slash Music. Tour dates will be there too. And that's where we will actually be hanging out. We do band practice every Tuesday night, and you're welcome to join us. We hang out, talk to people uh, on there, and we practice and write music. We've already written four, we've got four songs demoed out just from doing that. We've done that all in front of uh, our Twitch community. So come view. It's kind of like poker night, you know? You got one night a week, you stay late, and you do your thing. And for us, that's on Twitch, and we hang out together even though we're in different places. Twitch.tv slash Emory Music. All right, let's do the podcast today. Oh, hell yeah, God showed up. I don't give a shit what I put in my body. You don't ever fucking talk to me that way. <laughs> so if you've never done oral, then you're extra virgin. No, girl, it's my pledge. I, I showed my dad my penis when I was 25 years old. You don't get more honest than that. Three, two, one. We ain't cussing. We're Just because we're a new bad lead. doesn't mean we're bad. This is the Bad Christian Podcast. We just realized that Jesus has been listening to this podcast, and so we need to tone it down a little bit. Like, we understand if Jesus was sitting there right with you, would you be watching this movie right now? Of course we would not be watching Pulp Fiction with Jesus. So... And the you question know what, is, Joey, Joey, can I say this? I appreciate when people watch Game of Thrones sex scenes and then complain about our podcast. I, I appreciate I it too, when man. people send money to pastors who are known uh, sexual abusers and then complain about our podcast. I think it's just so valuable. Right. Like you what know, we're doing here is just sick. It's, it's <laughs> sick as shit. God yeah. damn it. I just got twice and I don't want to. Please go watch Game of Thrones and do not watch this. Do not listen to this podcast. How dare people get upset with Toby for being angry at a pastor who had sex with a lot of different women that wanted his wife and did it behind closed doors and then got upset with people for questioning him. How dare you get upset for Toby (laughs) and Toby for getting upset at that shit. Please go watch any of the Halloweens and don't listen to this podcast. This is the bad thing. Watch anything else you can. (laughs) Do anything else. Listen to anything else you can. Now, what time, yeah. what, how old does Ruby have to be to to listen to this? I was just thinking. I think I'd let Rosa listen to this now, but three. I'm thinking, <laughs> may, 
Maybe in a couple. I mean, she doesn't want to. Uh, Ruby's been this listening sort of for uh, six years. <laughs> <laughs> loves it. Y- y'all y'all loves had it on it. in her crib. <laughs> loves it. it Speaking of babies, like Matt, Matt, you got a uh, just a, a new bundle. I got a terrible. See that little dude. I, how much does that thing weigh? A bundle of joy. It's just so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> My life has changed. <laughs> I don't I think, think this is funny at all. I don't I think, think it's I, even funny. I think you should call the baby a thing. That's the proper word you should use for it until it decides it's not. Until right? later. No, no, it's, uh, you know, it's. I'll, I'll put it this way. So, yes, I have a new baby. It's a boy. So it's first time being a father of a son, which is interesting for a guy that didn't have a brother and has a big family of mostly right. women and be around it. So that's real interesting. His name wound up being Cosmo Eugene. Um, so I call him Gene mostly, like DNA. That's what I yeah. think of when I think of Gene. But Cosmo, <laughs> uh, Cosmo, I think of as Bridget thinks of that too, right? She thinks it, of DNA. Co- yes, it's <laughs> it's partly you know it, it's definitely named after Cosmo and uh, Kramer, who is so my kids are George, Jerry, and Cosmo now, yeah. uh, which is very cool. But also Cosmo is the Greek word for the cosmos and outer space and all of what's out there. So I like that a lot too. Uh, and I've told all my kids and Georgia gets mad at me if I just bring it up because she knows what I'm saying. Yes, his name is Cosmo, but I tell my kids all the time and I'm dead serious. You cannot go to space. <laughs> I spend a lot of time. I reinforce that a lot. And maybe I, I feel maybe guilty about it. Like I'm being overprotective or trying to tell them how to live their life. But I genuinely yeah. think about it and I'm telling them you can move wherever you want. Like, yes, I moved to South Carolina away from my family. They guilt tripped me about it. Fine. You can move anywhere you want. You can move to New York, you can move to Singapore when you grow up. You cannot fucking go to Mars. Don't. They're going to be the first ones on there. Well, there's going to be people who go that are alive now. <laughs> that are adventurous and looking for new frontiers and want to do brave and bold things. I mean, and for me, maybe that was moving to the West Coast for some goofy-ass reason. (laughs) That felt like a lot. And I can imagine in in 25 years or 40 years from now or whatever, that being like, yeah, I'll go on to the moon. I'll go to Mars. And I I I just don't want that. What's the time commitment to shift gears to Mars? Like, how long will it take right now? It's a one-way it's it, huh? there's people already talking about it and they will send people but it'll be I know. a one way trip how long will, you know? I, about how long will oh, it, I, I don't think there I thought it takes uh, six years. Is it longer than yeah, that? It'd be years, yeah, I think, to, of a trip. I depend on the speed of the trip. I don't know. I mean, I yeah. don't know the details on that. But anyway, so that's uh, so I think, I mean, I really like I his mean, name. I mean, what an adventure if you didn't have a family. Holy cow. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, can see myself I would do doing that it. This is why I'm, I think about it. Like, I think about it. There's certain circumstances where, given the opportunity, I would do that. So, yeah. you know, I just don't want my kids to go to outer space. That's, I mean, so that makes me an emotional, sappy guy, but I don't want him to go to outer I've space. I've never seen that look on Matt's face ever, <laughs> ever. I just saw a lamenting parent face on Matt. Oh my gosh. Your, your voice even quivered a little bit. I don't want I do, him to I do go concede. to space. Well, I do concede that kids change you, you know, and slowly a little bit at a time. But I think other people have been overdramatic about it often. But uh, and you guys, as as you know, that newborns and infants are my favorite. And I was thinking about this the other day. Toby, do you remember in that Thanksgiving back in 2013 when you got the Black Friday deal and guys that those new computers? Yes, I do. That was so cool. Um, This will make sense in a second. But Toby found this deal for us on these MacBook Pros and they were late 20 or early 
2013 models or something, yeah, but it was yeah, the Black something. Friday of that year. And it was like, ah, it's so good because I had an old com- you know, computer before that, and I got this new one. It was so good or whatever. And I just got a new computer the other day since then. That computer's lasted me until now. Nice. And I, find, I sold that one on Craigslist, and I went and got a new Mac. Well, I, I got a used one, but one that's awesome and specced out with the upgraded processor. And it's like, yes, this computer so good. is so good. That, and that outdated one is so dumb. 2012, <laughs> I still whatever. Got <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that feeling. So that is the exact way that I feel about Cosmo and Georgia. Georgia was born that right after... Georgia was born the same time as that computer. Right. <laughs> it's just right. old 98 yeah. Honda Accord. Not working as good. Uh, yeah, it's some fine. problems. Yeah. And now I have the new the new thing, the new new, and it is the best. And it's my do you favorite. Realize, do you realize, Toby, that Matt's favorite people to be around are people that he can only talk to and not yeah. receive anything back? <laughs> It's awesome. That's why he, he loves babies. He's such he a good listener. He can just dude. unload scientific <laughs> stuff and never have if, anyone question him. If Cosmo but knew you know, how much his dad talked to him. <laughs> <laughs> but I got the new model. I mean, that's the way it feels when I have a baby. I got the new one. This is so oh, good. Yeah. Hey, what are they doing about the updated. penises nowadays? Because that, cha- that stuff changed from two and a half years between oh, my yeah. two boys. What are they doing about the... Or, or did you circumcise? I guess that's do, a more do, valid I mean, in Seattle. Do, you know, like... I, just, I mean, I don't want to, I am not judgmental. I think anybody can do whatever they want. I do not care. I don't care. So please don't hear me wrong. I could never think of why you would do that to your kid. That makes right. no sense. I would never consider circumcising him. I would never consider that. No way. It's just, I don't want to let those so y'all doctors didn't? do that. No. Why yeah. would you? It makes no sense. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's to be consistent with anything that I think, I don't want to take a shower. I don't want to chop uh, the doctors intervening and chopping parts. I, what for what? I mean, I, I don't, I think the trends will be the but opposite in the future good. anyway, as if I that mean, matters. Aesthetically. But I just seems like so <laughs> bizarre of an idea. Like, it's like, well, we do it because people do it. Like, I don't do stuff because other people right. do it. I do stuff if right. it makes sense. And that makes no sense. So, no. And it never I mean, crossed my mind to circumcise them. So I agree. It's not I agree a debate with your position, to me, but that's not other people hear that as judgment against them. Do whatever you want. I don't care. But I'm not letting those doctors do that. I just don't, I don't. I don't want the doctors to do anything. Sure, and I don't. Think I don't this like is, intervention. I don't like interventional anything. And I don't think this is reason to to do it. And I think you're right. I think eventually this will circumcision will be seen as so archaic and old and everything. But the early adapters like yourself, the only thing is <laughs> it. Listen, is uh, Cosmo will definitely have to put up with some shenanigans in the locker room. Like, what the hell is up with your dick, man? I don't what think the, so. I don't, don't think, think so? so. I think the rate on the I West Coast today is, is going to switch. It's going to yeah. switch the other way. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I know that, but you're you're early. He'll in be this making or, or, fun of chopped motherfuckers <laughs> in the locker room. <laughs> Yeah, he's going to be the bully making fun of the people whose dumb parents Matthew. got him circumcised. So are you are you saying that Seattle has turned that much at this point? I don't or? know. So can okay. you can somebody yeah. look up well, the statistics while I'm talking? Well, even but I, th- when I think we it's did it, 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 it was a it was a debate for us, and we did it with Ike. Uh, but I also saw Ike's but, freshly circumcised wiener the day after it, he oh, did yeah, it, so that also influenced my decision. Yes, it it was intense, um, and so. Uh, we decided to do it, and I don't. I don't really care. There are some things like you have to be more aware of cleaning and stuff like that. But it's just stuff you got to do anyway. But um, what was I going to say? They also said oh, he might oh, be a well, little they, bit tongue tied. Let's cut no, that no, thing to us. Hell no! Don't uh, t- you know? 
Well, uh, one thing that's interesting, though, is it's, it's just going to be, it used to be covered with insurance and it's just going to be an elective surgery. It's, it's right. You know, and it's it, no it, consent. Just, right. I mean, I don't, right. I can't, I'm sorry, I'm worked up now, but it's yeah. a consent thing. Why would you chop somebody, do something to their genitals without their consent? It's bad enough we have babies without their consent and they, we have to force everything yeah. upon them. Why that on top of it, the rest yeah. of it? And it seems like everybody knows the least thing any guy ever wants. <laughs> Would want <laughs> is to take any anything away from your wiener. Like that's the yeah, least thing no you would want. Do you want. think God is doing no, a face palm don't right now? <laughs> Do you think God's doing a face palm? Like why are they still doing? Well, I think that there used to, to be there, there used to be a real reason though, right? It was uh, there used to be some real problems. I think, I think it was hygienic. I think Right, Wasn't and it, all it would call it would cause some real disease, and I think that still exists sometimes within uh, some third world countries and stuff. I don't know. I might be talking out of my head right now but uh i do i do believe some there's some issues for sure but where where we are and and what we're doing i don't think it matters. everybody knows the reason you circumcise your kid is because other people circumcise their kid that's all no. that's the reason the reason is other people do it okay that's all there's no other re- i mean like the, that's the main reason now you can point to some statistic or a little bit of this or get made fun of or don't you want to look like his daddy or what if it's dirty whatever that that's, i don't believe there's a design flaw there on on dongs i just don't well nope. inter- interestingly <laughs> enough for people that haven't uh been in this having kids game um when Waylon was born in 2012, so his brother was born two and a half years earlier, and they didn't they didn't do this to William, but Waylon actually got like a little uh, ring on the end of his penis that basically just worked out a, a natural process for the foreskin to just eventually fall off because I think it uh, broke like the blood circulation. So he literally had like a little ring on the tip of it, and we weren't supposed to do anything with it. Go back two and a half years, and we had to keep Williams like completely uh, vaseline with a gauze, gauze yeah, on it ugh. at the tip of it and all of that sort of stuff. But, oh, yeah, we're talking the tip anyway, of the I, penis was blood red. Yeah, let me just, let me not sound, and I do apologize. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just expressing myself. I don't care if other people do it. I don't believe the people that shame other people. I'm making fun, uh, uh, you sure. know, but I don't, I just totally, I like, totally fine if other people do it's not a crusade of mine. okay not, uh, here's a little information so one of the things that can happen is it is pretty common uh for kids that don't get circumcised to, it might help with urinary tract infections that's you might have to go to the doctor go to the hospital some invasive procedure stuff circumcision has also been found to lower the risk of human uh hpv virus uh and other sexually transmitted disease uh and then reports uh, that circumcised men have 30 to 40 percent less chance of contracting hpv virus yeah, so, so i mean no, there, there's some there's some there's i know but i'm just saying there's some things about it but you're right it's going to be elective and as soon as it comes out of your wallet you're gonna go we're not paying for that wait i yeah. gotta pay a thousand dollars to to cut something off i just I, listen if he wants to have elective cosmetic surgery on his I Johnson, agree. he is free to decide to at any time i'll support it when he wants to is that fair enough? You will not support it. You will shame him. You will be the meanest. <laughs> what are you going to cut really that worried. thing off for? Get the, uh, I'm not that, really worried hey, about it because is that the I know new, obviously uh, nobody would do it, that. But that's is my that point. Is that the new Why argument you, you have with your dad about like you, you used to be the argument is earrings. Now you go, yeah. Dad, I'm cutting <laughs> me. I'm going to cut it. Yeah. I have my No, own you're right. Life. I would be mad. I would, but anyway, I'm just saying I, it's a, <laughs> it's a, you know, that's a consent thing. You can decide if you really want to do something like that later. And You're a hero. I'm sure people that aren't circumcised don't wish to God that they work. And if they want to be, they can. 
So not it, worry about it. It just if doesn't he decides matter. to if go into porn and not, he thinks it's not, it doesn't get as high pay or maybe it gets higher yeah. pay, then he can I mean, decide to have the the surgery at that time. I, I, I understand that the circumcision thing kind of belongs in a different category. And, and why I say that is because the consent thing doesn't get me at all. There's a lot of decisions parents have to make for yeah, a Yeah, I'd like to make as little of those as life. possible for sure. them. Sure, sure. That are irreversible surgical interventions. I'd like to make as little of those sure. non-consensual just, as possible. It, yeah, it's just not a cons- – I don't think it's a consent issue as much I as I think it's- it is. Okay. I mean, I, what I'm saying is consent is already a huge issue with children. They don't consent to being bored, which bothers me and is a real consideration. I'm not making that up. I'm not being silly. They don't consent to anything you have to touch. You have to do all this stuff to kids. They have no choice. It's al- I mean, it's already a very tenuous, like – a, you know, selfish thing to have a child. I mean, you're already that, doing yeah, all this uh, heavy-handed okay. individual Joey, some, stuff. So, sometimes I you mean, get the sometimes you get the bus, Matt, and I'm going to bust him right now. J- you folks listening right now that aren't in the BC Club, you better join because our episodes that uh, go to the club are just phenomenal. We just had a really great discussion that's going to be coming out. Clubbers, get ready uh, about and we talked forever about simulation, not forever, but for you know a few minutes about simulation. And you just said that meaning is all this stuff, and now you're saying that you re- uh, that that you have a choice and you get all this stuff, if, and even if you're in a simulation. But now you have a huge problem with making a baby. I mean, no. You, I think it's you good just made to a baby. I, I take it seriously. You made a baby. It's a big you said it do- thing. You said it has no choice, but in a simulation, you do have a choice or, or to maybe? exist. No, I mean, if you could create a simulation where somebody could suffer unbelievable and they would feel it, you would have to really be serious. I mean, you, that'd be wrong. You can't. I mean, I don't know who's to say, but I'm saying to no, bring a conscious being into the world that may suffer without their consent is not nothing. And you'll face that when you think about simulation in the future. Is it okay to make a million conscious beings to simulate stuff to do medical testing on in the future? And they might can feel stuff and they have, it's going to matter to them and they'll feel fine. You have to think about that. So bringing a person into the world or simulated being, you have to take that seriously. Come on. You, I mean, no, it's not. You, it's you exact have a baby too. My, Why no, did you have the baby then? What's the reason you had the you, baby? So it would I suffer? Wanted, I want a baby for me. <laughs> I know, no, no. But I no, want one. But, but I also, get one now. You knew the baby would suffer, but you also know it with your guidance, with your help, and hopefully some hopefully. things go right. You, hopefully. It might have a, a good life, same as yeah, you hopefully. or me or anybody. I don't know. Yeah. It, they're, my they're, par- I mean, my parents made a ton of decisions that impacted my whole life yeah. and some that I disagree with. You, 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 to not take that seriously is ridiculous. But but saying that— That's could, part of the territory. Moving that into the consent issue of the baby doesn't get to decide if it can exist or not, it can't It can't decide Of course that. it can't decide, but I'm there, saying there it's all— no, I'm just there's saying no that's the footing. no choice in non-existence. No, that's just the start. no, I know, but I'm just saying it's already— like, you know, the, they have— s- Years and years. The only way they get consent consent is to create them, though. The only way consent even is possible is to create it. Right, but that that doesn't justify farming slave babies. What do you mean? In my my opinion, Toby just removed you. But you're not doing that. You're you're using some extreme I know I'm not doing that. I think it's good (laughs) to have my son, and and I'm gambling that it's going to be good for him. I hope so. I'm going to do everything I can to, and I take that seriously. That's all yeah, but I'm that, but that is a consent issue that you did not give your child though to decide whether or not he wanted to exist because there's it's a not lot a, of people no, that don't no, want to take that seriously. It's not a consent a issue. It's not a consent issue. There is nothing there. So the only way that it's a consent issue if there was something there. So now that there's something there, you're right. You might uh, circumcision that it does become a consent issue. I agree, but birth isn't a Look, consent a, issue. There's a nothing. There's either person something or a, nothing. Listen, if you're a, if you're a horrible state of a, 
of starvation and, and poorness and under a ter- bad regime with sickness and all around. It is a yeah. bad idea to have a kid. That is not fair. It's not right. It's uh, not right to do that. I, I think that is putting a lot of uh, evil on a parent. I'm not saying it's uh, and, evil. And I mean, I'm just saying and all those just, things. That, because that, I mean, that's just there's something that you'd have to consider that. It's, it's, there's well, a consideration. Well, if it's you not follow like the, anybody, if that's you follow born, that's that automatically line of good. thinking that's to its true. end, if you follow that line to its thinking to its end, then there is no reason for anybody to be here. It, the most evil thing that ever you could do would be to create. Two people and have. I'm not have an anti-natalist. Obviously, I'm just saying that's I the only. Kids, that's the only way you can take that, that thought. Re- that thought that you're saying of, of consent or not consent, and that things can be bad. Of course, there's a uh, the most horrible things ever have happened because right. of humans. And so you have to take the statistics into account. So that means nobody should be here. The only good that could be is nobody exists, but then there wouldn't be good because we don't exist. Well, I don't that's think of I'm it saying. as black and white. It's not as a consent issue if there's nothing there. What. If there's, there's situations if, where it's wrong to bring a baby into the world, in my opinion. Now, that's not because, fair to, that, that's right. just the way I believe. Because you have now existed and experienced those things and can now decide what's good and bad in your life. That's all mm-hmm. I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not but, sure if existence but, is ever anything you can uh, really you cannot, make a, a, you can't make an objective call. You can make an opinion call with whether or not of course it's not. worth not. I'm just somebody. saying I think about that and I take it seriously and I think it matters. I don't know if it's good or so bad or right. So seriously that you had three kids and might have another one. <laughs> yes, because, yes, I'm, I'll, I'll, yes, exactly. I think it's good to have kids. I think it's the That's best thing saying. in the world. That's I take it real serious. You That's take it I'm super seriously you. and have kids and cr- make them come into existence, and then yeah. through that, you're actually able to. Inc- that doesn't, uh, that doesn't mean everything them to I do is automatically stuff, good. I'm just saying that doesn't make yeah. it good or right. Just, I hope it is. I believe it. I know is. that's just a bizarre is. line I mean, of thinking, and it, it puts some kind of terrible onus on the parent of wait a minute, should we have kids? Wait a minute, I we love, listen, we love each other. Like you're saying that it's good for you too, but it's not good for other people too. Right. Yeah, just Reba, I didn't hear the whole statement. What'd you say? <laughs> no, what I'm saying is it's real serious. Go ahead, Reva. Well, I just think that you're being <laughs> pretty judgmental. <laughs> About what? I'm like it's okay against for you. Who? Like you think it's a good thing for you to have kids, but you don't think it's a good thing for. But you said, but it's not a good thing for some people to have kids. Like yeah, right, so everybody basically agrees poor, with that. Basically, poor people. Every, that- nobody thinks everybody should have as many kids as possible. Nobody thinks that, do they? There's not one person that thinks everybody should have as many kids as possible. Yeah, there's some people that operate off of that. Nobody thinks that. No reasonable person that you know thinks that. And you don't think that. Okay, well, I mean, I've seen a family of like nine. So that doesn't make me judgmental. So they're trying to get more. I do think there's some people that operate off of that. Matt Carter told me, don't get a vasectomy because you just have to... Have the kids that you have, and that—that's always good. I think you that's, I, I, yeah. I mean, I think it might be just, good to have ten kids. I don't know, but I'm saying it's so not inconsequential. Is all I'm trying to say. I don't see how you can argue that it isn't. Reva, you were breaking up on our end. That's why we didn't hear you. I wanted to. I think what you, were you saying uh, that because Matt has it good? I'm sorry. I just you broke up. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like. Who I don't know. Just this whole conversation is kind of frustrating to me because it's like one person deciding for other people if they should or shouldn't have kids. That I mean, I'm only deciding for me. By the way, I'm not saying let me decide who has kids. Yeah, but you're making judgments on other people. Well, I think Matt was just making a general point. People shouldn't have kids, and you think that too. Not just me. There's tons of people that you, in your opinion, think should not have kids. That is what you think. I think Reva's pointing out, though, that it's a tough sell for you to say 
you have the capacity to to bring up three kids in you and Bridget's house, and they're going to be okay, but other people may not be able right. to because of food That's shortages or something. That's the most obvious thought that everybody agrees with. <laughs> Nobody yeah, disagrees with that. Yeah, but what if what if you can provide for them, but you're a sadistic dude that's going to really mess with their brain? You're, you're putting too much emphasis on physical provision, in my, no, in my opinion. Not. Someone can survive off... The thing is, he's just I haven't saying even, some people should, some people shouldn't. The end. Yeah, I'm not even... I, and I don't know who should. I don't know if I should. It could be a huge mistake. I don't know. But I'm trying to adjust the gravity of bringing something to an existence that it doesn't get to decide. And then all the things that you are forced to decide for it over the first five years, it's incredible. But it's they're an incredible amount that. Of, like, no, like they're, some the, of them the aren't. thing, like... A lot of people kill themselves and wish they weren't here. And a lot of people think it's bad to... I don't think it's bad. Sure a lot of people think it's bad to bring people into the world. For the kid. I don't think that. Day in and day out, that they're thankful that you made for them with I'm or without sure, their hope consent. So. Like they're too young for to have. I consent know. About I'm it. not saying you and should give them consent. Thing. It's not that's possible okay. to give them consent. Well, if it, it makes you feel better to say it's like, okay, it is. I don't know if it is. It's it's You're, like not having consent from the kid isn't automatically bad. No, I don't like think it's job. bad. I think, no, I don't. You, you I don't disagree with you. I agree with you. We don't disagree about anything you're saying. You're still Wait, missing Reva, the nuance. Are you? Is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Reva, are, are you telling us something? Uh, okay, I, I'm not even going to talk well, about this. I'll, I'll move on. But what I, where it would be bad for me to have a kid? <laughs> no, that's not true. I think it's fine for lots of people to have kids. I'm not saying there's married people that are white and rich only. That's not what I think. And I'm not saying poor. It's not anything about that. I'm just saying that. What the problem I have is I hate the way parents seem. I over, I may be overreacting, but I'm reacting to what I think as in general the tendency for parents to think that they're entitled to, deserve, and own their children. I reject that. Yeah, I don't believe that. And this is this is this is. Too far. I'm just trying to illustrate that. that I, yeah, of course, it's absurd to say, oh, I'm, I'm all about consent. I don't even think you should get consent to being bored. Yes, that's obnoxious. I get that. I, but however, I'm saying most people seem to overly think I have these kids and they're mine and I own them. And they, I mean, not, that's not what people say, but their actions kind of betray that. Like they're not taking very seriously all the things that they're determining for their kids all the way up to their existence, which is the extreme case, of course. So, I, yes, I, yes, that's all I, I'm, I'm making an illustration of the, of that. Threw my heart on the table, told you what I've done in the dark. You felt far away. I was gonna be a shelter, held you while you fell asleep. We were in the back of my car before you were far away. Now that you see darkness in me, won't you please?
right, you're listening to Breathing Underwater, a single from the new record by Mike Maines and the Branches. The new record is called When We Were in Love, and it's really cool, and releases uh, on April 5th. This will be the third full length from Mike Maines and the Branches, and their first with Tooth and Nail. It's the perfect feel-good record, and I'm serious, it really is. I'm digging this album for for spring and summer, and three singles are currently available from it. So head over to Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you buy or stream music and check those out. The band is also on tour through March and April, so check out their upcoming dates on Spotify and bands in town and see if they're coming to your city, which they might be. Also, follow the band's pages on Spotify and Apple Music so you get alerts when new music comes out. A bunch of fun stuff is coming that you will not want to miss. Again, When We Were In Love comes out April 5th. I agree with you. I think what you're getting into here, though, is as the as the child is getting older, like right now, the the baby can't consent to what type Anything. of milk or no. whatever it gets, and you right. just have to make that decision, right? And that's a good decision because you have to make one. You have to make. You don't even yeah. really. And you I either mean, make you, a you good you one or a bad to, one, right? Okay. So, I don't but know. I'm but I'm just saying, as you get older, I agree. I do think we we have a problem. I have this problem with my own family and kids of. Whether they people call it helicopter parenting or being over, and you're just a kid and you're not an adult, and right. adults have uh, more importance or more wisdom or whatever. I do think that can be oppressive. I agree, and I think that might even be changing. But I I believe the underlying thing for most parents are I want to have a kid. I mean, maybe not most. I don't know, but at least the people I know in my circle want to have kids so that they can maybe help do something amazing and feel that love. Yes. That that's the only way you can have, whether that's through, even through adoption or whatever it might be. And so that's the, the, the thing there is, of course, you know, when you had, when you got pregnant, when Bridget got pregnant with Eugene, with Gene, you knew there was going to be pain. There's going to be a yeah. shitload of pain in his life. And that was still the, the chance of the good in the world outweighs that, that thing. He may so, be predestined to hell for all I know. Uh, yeah, not according to Pastor. I, I mean, Spencer. it's not nothing. It's not nothing. If you if you can believe such a thing could happen, and you can believe in hell, and you can believe in predestination, which I don't, then it's possible right. to not have a kid or have one predestined <laughs> to hell. That's not that you don't know. I mean, but that's it's not nothing if you can believe those things. The stakes are real for all of everything. 
So heavy handedness, intervention stuff, uh, not not responsive. I, mean, I don't know. There's there's anyway. I mean, Matt, how, I don't how, want how, to talk about this anymore. <laughs> well, how, I think this is I think this is changing gears a little bit. How how do you feel with this vantage point? Like my goal with my kids is for them to be. So it's not about so, you. It's about hold them on, is all. Hold on. Is for uh, maybe listen to what I'm about to say. Is for them to be self sufficient as soon as they possibly can, but. I definitely want them to see dad and mom as a very valuable resource of two people that probably care about them more than most people and two people that have lived and currently are living out their share of mistakes. So there are Mm -hmm. some things. So that's my goal. Get them on their own two feet as soon as possible, but make sure they know, hey, mom and dad are very, very safe resources. We could maybe lead you astray, but we want the door to always be open. I mean, at what level do you see your parental responsibility? Like what responsibility do you have throughout your kid's childhood? Like what's your job? I think a parent has maximum responsibility. Like whatever the maximum is, and I won't get anywhere close to doing a good job with that. Is I'm gonna do the best I can, and it won't. It'll fall so short. I mean, that's yeah. just the way. Well, it is. Well, one thing that you've said in the past, worth it, I, it's worth the yeah. shot. I'm gonna try. I really believe. I really want to try. There's, but there's nothing. I mean, it's a whole other person's life, and everything happens in the first five, six, seven years of your development, and it's all, and they don't get any, almost any choices during that time. It's just a big deal. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I don't and, know and what's may, right or wrong. Right, but it's a big but, deal. But some of that, I mean, and maybe what if a majority of it is not getting those choices is good for you? I don't know. Like, well, it's when the you, only when, possibility. When, you can't let a three year old have autonomy over things. I mean, no, you I can't. know that's what I'm saying. So, so, so you actually are giving them uh, keys to life. I mean, you can't. There's right. all kinds of things you can't do it's right the, now. It's the best gift possible. There's, I mean, there's, there's what, a million uh, things you can't do. But what I'm one one of the things you said a long time ago, I think it, it really is true. Your kid doesn't owe you anything. Like they don't you owe you do fucking when, when, anything. When you have the kid, that, that's that's it. it. You give everything you can to that kid as good as you can. And, yes. and if you don't, if you don't want to do that's that, what I mean. that's, that's what I mean. true. That's true. Yeah, like, like you, no matter what, anything. at the end of the day, they don't owe me. I didn't. They're not mine. I don't own them. My dad doesn't own me. I'm not my yep. dad's right now. I'm me. Yeah. And I was me when I was eight, and I was me when I was two. I'm not my dad's, and he's a great dad. Our, that's our relationship. He's the father. I'm a son. I'm me. Now, and you don't fault it, people it, that you know, enjoy I, that sort of sentiments of saying, oh, I just love being my dad's son. I mean, that doesn't... That's great. I love being yeah. my dad's son. He's the okay. best. He's the greatest. I mean, e- e- even if a sweet little daughter at the fir- or the last dance with her dad says, I'll always belong to you, dad. I mean, the, these are sappy, so sentimental of stuff. They're sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, have y'all of seen course. the movie? Have y'all but seen? But it's also I'm, possible to make your kid think. Yes. You, if, if you're ever thinking your kid owes you something because what you oh, did for them, that's the worst no, thing ever. The slate yeah. is always in the sense you chose them to be here. They didn't get to decide that you wanted to be here because you thought you would be good at it. And now, if very, they're not satisfied with your with what you've done, then that's on you. Well, very practically, my them. kids, my kids for right now certainly owe me with cleaning up the bathrooms and not pissing over the floors without cleaning up after no themselves. they don't they, no they, they do not owe you they, they owe it. you owe it to them to get them to do it so they'll be able to survive in the in the future they don't owe you that at all they oh, do not owe living, you if that. they're living in my no. house they better no. damn well clean <laughs> nope. up their pee they better because yes. you care about them enough to discipline them so it's that they both. will be able to do that both. on their own both. in the future but it's both. not about I, you your clean it, floor is not the matter both. at hand it is both my friend 
Have y'all seen the movie? I I think it's called Fences with Denzel Washington. Oh, my gosh. And and I haven't seen the movie. I've only seen the clip that I've watched probably. I I keep, I always forget to get it. I don't know. Maybe it's on Netflix. I don't know if it is. But have y'all seen the scene? Have you seen it, Joey? Have you seen the movie? Yeah. That that scene where I think of it. The son talks about. why don't you like me? He says, I don't have to. I mean, it's such good. Oh, he says, I so don't have good. to like you. I, you're my responsibility. You're the, and mm-hmm. it, you know, I, I put food on the table. You live in my house. You do. Know, I will get, I, I give you everything. I work all day. I was like, man, it was just so intense. I mean, I believe yeah, I'm, I, yeah. Denzel, I think is at He's least great. top three of my favorite actors of all time. I, I can't, I, I never, I, I never even saw that coming. And then I just look back at all the movies I thought were unbelievable. And it was just, it's just shocking. His acting It's I just know. amazing. <laughs> It's just yeah. wonderful. The well, movies I mean, he, he, are great. Even with that movie, I didn't come away, th- uh, and and it was one of the few times where Priscilla and I watched two movies back to back. So we saw Manchester by the Sea, which which became oh, yeah. one of my favorite movies of the last five years. Or really, really, and then, yeah. And then and then we went to Fences, and it's just totally totally different movie, different type of movie. This movie is not trying to get you super invested from a fondness perspective in the main character. And so it just it blindsided me. I think if I were to watch it again, it'd be one of my favorite movies, but Denzel, I came away thinking that's one of the best actors acting jobs I've ever seen. I don't really care much for the movie, but his acting job was unbelievable i mean it was just i gotta watch it reva did you walk away from that movie kind of being disgusted by denzel or really uh empathetic towards his character oh man it's been a little while since i've seen it but i think it was a bit of both yeah yeah yeah. Um, well, Matt, you guys I, tricked I, me. You guys tricked me into talking with the tone of voice that I get into, in which I am <laughs> right about everything I say, but every human thinks I'm an asshole and wrong about everything I say. You Welcome to my world. Extreme statements <laughs> that, by the way I'm talking, people matter of factly have to disagree with me because they feel it. Yet I'm making sense. No, that I, is I agree. A dirty trick. I like what you're saying. Yeah, I just right. think they I, all tricked you into yeah. it. Yeah, we tra- yes. we lured you into. Hey, it. you want to get Toby started right I, now? Did I you think- know Perry Noble started Second Chance Church? <laughs> I thought he started. Wait, I have one ago. more no, baby fact. I have one more baby fact that I wanted to share about this. This marks the fourteenth child that belongs to as a possession of uh, members of Emory. Fourteen. That's insanity. Right. Now, the first kid of Emory came in two thousand and what year? Toby nine. Uh, nine. Yeah. So Emory. Currently, for the last 10 years, and as the pace is currently, we average 1.4 children per year. Wow. (laughs) That's awesome. For 10 years straight, Emory's averaged 1.4 children a year, and I don't know to expect the trend to slow. That's a lot. Good God. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's... Well, the trend has definitely slowed with Toby. How about Devin? Devin? Devin uh, Devin has a less than one-year-old. I have a less than one-year-old, and Dave has a one-year-old. So yeah, but we Dev, had three but to, in the last eighteen months. So Devin's you tell me done, if it's right? slowing. Yeah, De- Devin and I are done. But yeah, yeah so I mean, it really leaves you unless you the Lord and Dave. does a miracle. But I'm just saying, I, even ten years in, we had three in the last eighteen yeah, months. That's crazy. That's so, neat. Uh, I, we'll see. Well, Josh is. I will start say this. It up now. And Josh oh yeah, Josh did. Josh hasn't even started. I will say this: if everything you said is true, I believe if if it's true, you should not have named him Cosmo. His name should have been Consent Carter. Consent. <laughs> Consent Eugene. <laughs> Consent Eugene Carter. 
If you really believe what you say, and you can still change it for three hundred dollars. I mean, I, I shouldn't have used the word consent because it's he a loaded know. term. But all I'm saying is, there's something. Just take you know whatever. But anyway, it, hey, it is super frustrating when you're really wrong and your friends lovingly, uh, you know, rebuke you. It's just it's hard to take it in. I get it. I've been there. This time you you fumbled with your words. You acted erratic and crazy and loud. Look, you I looked a little so... sweaty and chubby. I've been there. <laughs> All right, so I live it daily. Again, I feel like I was tricked into using that defensive I'm tone sorry. that I did when we did the education episode. Usually, and you're certain on point things, with that. Certain things just get me riled up, yeah. and and I hate it because it's like I can't help but say things that sound extreme to try to get to prove the point, but it makes people resist me. So the next thing I want to talk about is shifting gears totally, and it is the exact type of topic where this always happens. So I wanted to lead with a very shocking uh, <laughs> line and then try to then see if I could defend it across the next 20 minutes or so. Okay, But I won't do that. I'm going to reverse it. I'm going to start. I, I'm trying to learn how to be persuasive without being obnoxious, but I just find that's like the game to me is to say something crazy and then see if I can really pull it off. That's like sport to me. So, yeah. but I'll also get worked up when I do it, when it doesn't work. But <laughs> so I'm going to try to do this the other way and start from a more humble and low uh, per- point instead of the point where I say, I'm the one that knows everything. Now listen to this. And then everybody's going to be defensive from there, even though I find that to be a fun game. Well, I wanted to see you high and all emotional to see if I, you know, and it, you bring it back in and we agree with you on this topic. That way I can learn okay. how, to, how to use my own emotions. So I'm going to try to go the other way here. I'm going to start the nicer and the slower and the tempered okay. way and then see if I can uh, earn trust and things and to prove a point in the long term. Less fun. My, a lot my less goal fun, is to see if I can it. rile you up, though. That is my goal <laughs> in listening to this. <laughs> I know some people like it. And when I'm talking that fast and that aggressive, I'm sure I say stuff that's just stupid and wrong. But it is fun is what you don't understand. So fun. It, it is <laughs> fun to rant. And, and everybody knows it's fun to rant, too. Everybody thinks of themselves as a ranter. It is fun when you're in the moment, even if you're mad. You met see Alex Jones out there, who's a crazy person. But damn, that looks fun. Doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. When he's losing his mind, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's just fun. It's just pretty funny. fun to but watch. Anyway, I try to make sense and not, I try to only say things I believe, but in extreme ways sometimes. Um, okay. So I think that my background or our background, so I want to do this discussion with everybody. I think it okay. unique, I think we're kind of uniquely qualified and prepared for like this time of what is happening in the world, I think, from being in the church and seeing Mars Hill collapse and just being in fundamentalist religious stuff, yeah, I think we're kind of uniquely tuned in, and then maybe my wiring analytically uh, puts me in a situation to try to see stuff like this, but it's, you know, th- there's so much religious zeal and fervor, and then we see uh, now all the people that are leaving religion, and they're having all this other type of this really seems like a replacement for religion. You know, a lot of yeah. stuff that's going on. It just, it, it, the, 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 and I'm not the person making that point. A, a lot of people are saying that, but it's, it seems obvious that the people that are various activists and other things and po- political stuff is very, very religious in nature. It's very other us versus them, fear yeah. t- stuff. I mean, the same things pl- seem to be playing out and as if we certainly need religion and it is a good thing when it is under control and not rampant and out of control problem is religion usually gets kind of out of control um and i've been really really guilty of that so me i've participated a ton in religion that was dumb uh uh, systems of man that were wrong or harmful that seemed good Uh, i certainly thought i was doing good 
entirely, and the Marcel system was good, and all that stuff. I mean, I was in. I was all the way in on that. Most uh, of your I, life, I, I, some yeah level. I would, yeah. I, you know, I've I counseled people wrong. I othered others. I defended and was loyal to you know the pastors and the yeah. machine over listening to outside voices. All of that stuff, and I just you know I want to make very clear that that is me. That I am like that. First, I'm not the person that knows better. I'm the person that does that too. And so I'm speaking from that kind of vantage point. And I think it's just like we all have some racism. But on the other hand, there are people who are truly, you know, racist individuals. You know what I mean? Or at least over the threshold where you'd say they're a net negative, right? But nonetheless, all of us are that also. And so, yes, there are pastors that are great dudes. Okay? Yeah. Pastors are awesome. There are many pastors that are great. The one that you think of in your head right now with good feelings, he's great. I affirm that. Pastors are wonderful. They try. They care. Many pastors are great. And like anything else, many pastors are not all the way great, and a lot of them have problems. And then it gets all the way over into a spectrum where there's some pastors that are actually bad or wrong or net negatives or whatever, and the spectrum is completely Continuous. We agreed so far? Yes, totally, okay. 100%. Okay. So, if that's true, what I'm saying is, in a similar way to climate change, for instance, whatever you think about it, for any individual, there's nobody who's really destroying the climate, like some CEO of a pollution company, you know, like whatever. It's not, there's not villains that are, that are, would maybe be causing, you know, whatever is happening with climate change. It's just me and you going to the store, taking another flight. We're not bad. We're not doing anything bad. And it's not, you know, it, but all of it together combines to, there can be effects of it, even though no individual is a technical bad guy, Right. Yes. So can we think of pastors that way? They can do a lot of harm yeah. while being good people the whole time. And, no, okay, well, I'm saying it as soft as I can before I go harder, of course, still. But these are the long disclaimers needed if you don't want to go the other route. So I, I really just do want to affirm that pastors can, can all be doing good and still have negative effects on their church or the church or society. Yeah. Does that still agreeable to everybody? You're trying to get me to agree with your tone, and I, that's what I don't like. So I want to disagree, but I'll, I'm I'm going to stay here for another minute and say, okay, say so, that one but, more time. But what you what you don't hear me saying is that all pastors are bad. Fuck them. That's right. not what anybody hears no, me saying. I don't hear that. Yes. Okay. It, it, that's what that I'm making thing. sure not yes. to be saying. Now not the problem all bad is pastors are bad. Yeah, but when we get into almost anything, you have this situation where I'm saying it, the opposite. They are. <laughs> I'll, I'll get you. I'm going to tee you up, and then you. <laughs> And you can rant in a minute. But, okay, praise God. You know, you, uh, and Joe, if you have to go, you just have to go. But if, uh, if people, usually things are an aggregate phenomenon where all of it together compounds to a bad thing, basically. But whenever we want to talk about stuff or people, we always try to use analogies and examples and anecdotes, in which case you're usually going to be talking about one person. So there's the tendency to always say who the bad guy is when really there may not be a bad guy, but badness persists. Anyway, as in we all have bad stuff. Anyway. Uh, okay, now, I would like to draw a strong parallel between, I've done this a little bit before, but pastors 
and politicians, okay? I okay. think politicians, it's very easy, and the obnoxious thing to say is, I hate politicians. The government is stupid. Politicians are all liars, blah, 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 blah. Now, the same thing would apply to them. I'm sure many of them are good people, this and that, whatever, but the system is the way it is, and their interaction with the system, and in its entirety, it just becomes crazy. I mean, it's just, you know, I have no love for politicians, and many people share that. I tie pastors almost identically to that. And I'm going to go a little bit farther, if you'll allow it, and say that pastors are worse. Okay? <laughs> oh, man, that's triggering right there for a now, lot Now, I could have led people. with that. I could have led with that line. Yeah. But I did the, a long preamble so as not to get into the loop of saying a thing like that. No, I, I hate it. I wanted to come out here and say, and just go for it and have everybody understand that I'm not talking about certain individuals or your good Pastor Robinson at your church. I, no, that, that, I didn't want to trigger anybody into being defensive, so I did it the long, boring way. Okay, but what I want to say is that pastors are like politicians, but here's the thing. Politicians seek power directly. They pretty They pretty much do this whole thing where they say, I'm here to help you, which is the easiest con in the world if you want to acquire yeah. power. It's just, oh, well, I'm here. You need to give me power so that I can do more for everybody. And that's me because I'm the good guy. Look at me. I have the smile. I know the stuff. I went to law school, whatever it is. Get that's the game. And teams. that's why we resent politicians in the long run is because it, they've, they've kind of doing that game. But also, we also all understand that politicians seek power directly. Like, it's no secret that politicians seek power. They, in fact, tell you they seek power, and they justify it by saying, I'll help the minimum wage. I'll help right. society. I'll help the tax rate. Whatever it is that you think that they're going to help, they're promising in exchange to help you if you will just give them power. And, and they even get a little, yes, and they even get a little bit of a break because, like you said, everybody thinks the system's kind of fucked. So yeah. they have to be a little messed up to even get get to do those things with the minimum wage or whatever, right? Like, yeah. like they can use that to their advantage as well. Hey, the system is bad, whereas pastors can't say the system's bad it, yes. or admit that necessarily. Right, yeah, anyway, yeah. Okay. I'm not even to the, that yet, but we yeah, at least yeah, agree sure. that politicians Sorry. seek power basically directly and unashamedly almost. And they're like yeah. these alpha people that are just dominant and strong and charismatic right. and smarter than us and pow already powerful. And then they seek more power and we give, we, we just, it's just a matter of which ones we give it to. Right? Right. Because it's just that's just what we do. Okay. Now, pastors are worse than that because I believe they're really fundamentally the same. I think all people are basically this way, but seeking power is just this universal thing. It's just what people it's just how it works. If it's available, people seek it, good intentioned people, me, you, everybody. Again, I've participated in religious systems of power yeah. seeking and I had my own methods to do so and I justified it in whatever ways that I did. Everybody's the same in that regard. But the harms of it, just like with politics, are bad. We know that there's yeah. a lot of great harms and abuses. We accept it. Pastors, now here is the problem with pastors. I would like to say an even more obnoxious statement that pastors are politicians except without the balls to seek power directly. That's an even harsher statement, but without the balls but, to to be when you say directly, you mean like be up front that they are looking for a platform right. or for or power? Yep. Right, exactly. They're doing and, and the I same thing. Yeah. And I would even say for our listeners out there, just to get a mental picture, I would I would just think of like a you know, upper Class white guy, this bald, kind of a little overweight. That's the kind of pastor we're talking about. Go ahead, Matt. 
Well, anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm just, just saying, giving people a mental picture you know, of what a pastor. Pastors, pastors looks are not like. anybody's the same way, but but the, the church, the the problem with the pastors is they're sneakier than politicians. They're they're in fact the beta version of a politician is is kind of what I want to suggest. And I don't I don't mean beta to be a super loaded term there, but if there's alpha and beta, there's the the dominant seek power directly and then there's the yeah. more subversive method methodology where somebody's a little bit sneakier or uses other things but pastors kind of do the same thing they put out an image they run a platform they seek to increase it they seek donations they 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 follow a lot of the same thing and of course they have a uh they have a big you know <clears throat> Of course, they have uh, a way to say they're promising to help you, but what they figured out that's even more sneaky is I'm not just helping you with minimum wage and your tax bracket and the immigration policy. They're helping you with, you need them to help you with eternity and salvation, oh. things of mm-hmm. ultimate concern that right. really cater to healing, the, you know, yeah. even more. Yeah. So they've, they're playing that game. Like if you just look at it the most cynical way, that's the trade-off. You give them money, you give them power, you give them the platform, you give them the voice, you give them the ability to interpret, and then they are going to make sure that they help. But not only to help with the economy, but your soul forever. Yeah. When, and when the you... accountability is almost zero, and the loyalty games and the othering uh, that they do, and the fear tactics that are used often by pastors, prop mostly unknowingly, just because it's the way human nature is, the way chimps and humans and politicians or pastors are wired. That's just what is the emergent phenomenon of mo- largely good people. But it goes into othering. It goes into fear tactics. It goes into all these things. But they're very, very obvious. They're very, very parallel. So James McDonald, Mark Driscoll, they've kind of co-opted God and Jesus's power to get what they want. You know what I mean? Right. They gain power and, by hiding yeah. in the least criticizable place possible. The best, most important, soul-saving, hell-avoiding thing is where they hide because what, are you going to criticize that? They're obviously doing good, the most good. And they hide in that, and they say, oh, God gets the power. Not me. They're, they're saying, don't, me, no, who, little old me, yeah. I'm just here to help. At least politicians say, give me the power. I'll take care of this. Matt, you're going to be surprised. You're not going to get any pushback from me on this whatsoever. I would have about the other direction. You would. Yes, you would. Yes, you would. Because I think that. <laughs> but here, here's here's what I'll say: is I think it's even worse than the picture you painted. Is that the the folks that you're describing that went after this power also never even tried to open up themselves to any sort of structures in their own lives to look out for blind spots to basically have someone call you out on your shit. I mean, it's, it's unreal. The sort of senior leadership that I see. And so what I mean by that is obviously like people pastoring churches and and I'm not even talking about campus pastors. I'm talking about people that are pastoring the whole church that are the weakest, most insecure, most yes. immature person I've ever That's met. What I mean by beta. And, and the yes. only reason, the only reason why I'm any different than that, hopefully, uh, hopefully a lot different. But the only reason why I'm a little different is because I've at least lucked out with having people in my life that would say, wait a second, you're full of shit. You two guys being some of them, but also pastors and in, in my life, other really good friends, uh, you know, it's, it's unreal. The sort of power that people manage to grab hold of with zero growth in their personal lives. It's unreal. Well, they're really deluded. So even the ones that are the most egregious, I don't even think that they're the bad guy. 
they're self-deluded people. It's like their greatest advantage is the delusion that themselves could only be right. Like they believe, right. truly believe that they are right and doing the right thing. That's the what makes them very dangerous to me. They are not like, ooh, I'm getting away with this, getting power. That's not what's going on in their inner monologue. It's I'm doing the right thing and the stakes are high, but it's coming from an unknown place to them of insecurity and fear and, and all this other stuff. And I'm telling you, I don't, I, I just woe to you to dismiss me as what I'm saying here. Maybe I'm sounding obnoxious. And again, I'm not talking about your favorite pastor exactly, but the aggregate stuff of this is not something that you can dismiss. I think people know I am right to some degree, to whatever way it is that way. And if you care about the church and if you care about good pastors and if you care, you got to pay attention because the track record is bad. It's going to get worse. Church, you know, churches are tight knit. You know, like Penn State uh, football or anything else, it's tight knit. It's loyal groups. Those are good qualities. Um, but nonetheless, they get twisted very easily. And people are not skeptical enough. People do not, they, they're not scrutinous enough. They give the benefit yeah. of the doubt too much. And it's starting to come out. It, you're going to be embarrassed later if you don't listen to me. I'm not talking about God or Jesus and power and that stuff. I'm talking about the middlemen. You got to watch out for it, and when yeah. you see all the loyalty, and I've done public defense work for Mars Hill. I've done my own campaigns of trying to convince people why it wasn't bad. I was wrong. Right. I thought I was doing right when I was doing that. Yeah, I was wrong. And, and I and I think too, one of the things you're saying here, that, like uh, the that it has almost more power. Like the 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 upfront person, even though politicians definitely are often shady as shit. Um, the the idea there is. I mean, most people, at least you see, you, I mean, when you think about Donald Trump, it's, you have a pretty strong opinion about it and loyalty or not loyalty, and there's, it's, it's there, and he, maybe he's fucking up everything, and he's terrible, all this stuff, as opposed to, like, your pastor, you're right, there is a loyalty there of this guy's trying to do good, and maybe he is, like, in his mind, he might even yeah. be, but you're right. And he, he's and, doing many good things and, also. And, yes, he's doing many good things, but the the power there, too, is, which nobody's really, it really is, I mean, there's a real cultural influence there that causes uh things like oppression and uh i mean like right now the church is i think in no way prepared and it is here and it's been here for a while for like affirmation for example that's just a big easy one and think about pastors and the cultural influence they've had on the these people are this way these people can do this or can't do this or whatever it might be your church has said that from the pulpits, things have been, oh, been, makes, been, been been preached, and you go, yeah, they mean good. Wait a minute, maybe that's right. The Bible said this, 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 and this, and you haven't even necessarily thought for yourself. You know what I mean? Like, like for example, you know, if if Donald Trump does fuck up on this wall or our taxes, and we have, you you will see real consequences. It's harder to see some of the consequences and the bad outcomes of a pastor saying, "Do this," because the group is together. We're unified. We're this, mm-hmm. this, and this. Right. And the loyalty yeah. is, and the loyalty once again is to our God. You, the guy. Hey, don't, don't. I heard Mark Driscoll say, "If I ever don't do this, da, 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 y'all kick me out of here. You get me out of here because Jesus is the pastor of this church." And that just wasn't but true. That's, that's just a lie. The, it, I mean, yeah, it, it was, know, I mean, he believed to be true, it, but it isn't. He, yeah, believed he believed it. it. He told right. an awesome lie yeah. that everybody had believed, including him. And as soon as it was uh, threatened that he wasn't going to be the pastor anymore. Gone. The church doesn't. Well, that, that's exist. what's so sneaky about it. It's, I'm the middleman. Now, here's the pro- here it is. Oh no, it's all here. The power's in God. It's all this stuff. Or whatever. But when it's time, right. when rubber meets the road, and somebody needs something and has to act, 
act and make a decision here on this earth, that's me. Yeah. But you right. need me here for that. When you say, yeah, but who's in charge? Well, not me. Yeah. Like it's sneaky. Now, now, here's the other thing. We have a shitload of pastors that listen to this podcast because I get DMs, sliding in my DMs a lot. This is the thing that I think that all pastors have to be thinking about and figuring out and going, wait a minute, what are the motives here? What is this? What does this look like? What is the work? What was God's calling? I think that I really do believe it had this, this conversation we're having has to start with the pastor because like you said, I, the, the craziest thing about this is even with politicians, politicians and pastors, both are very political, man, my God, yeah, politics yeah, right. is like, politics it, drives I, churches I almost I mean, entirely. It, if an alien came from outer space and looked at the system of the church and the system of politics, it would look almost identical, right? right? With yeah, the I mean, leadership the different and the issues, but nonetheless, I yes, mean, yes, the like, issues or whatever, yeah. but yeah, well, but sometimes, sometimes the, the exact po- the same political issues, forces in church, blend those. Right. Like yeah. a lot, stuff goes on unchecked as long as there's no political internal pressure. But as soon yeah. as the money starts doing this way and this powerful person starts swinging this yeah. way, things at the church change. Those right. dynamics, those are just and, human dynamics. The, the interesting thing but, here is, though, I believe even when a little kid goes, one day I want to be president or a little kid goes, one day I'm going to be a pastor. The motives are for good. They're, sure. they, they are for people. And, and so somywhere along the line, the, the system wins. It just well, does. It's every, just that every everybody's time, kind right? of light and dark at the same time. Like again, I have I some amount of racism in me. I have a lot of power seeking things. Right. I have lower on this and higher on this, and I'm more sober in self assessing right. here, and I'm more blind in this area. If you are a pastor, or you're thinking of a pastor, and you're saying, "Oh, that's not true about my pastor," you're wrong. It's partly true to what degree about you as a right. pastor. If you're listening to my voice and you're a pastor, what I'm saying is I'm talking about you. And if you know that I'm wrong. That's your delusion. It's just a matter of how much I'm right and how much of that is is present in you. And you don't necessarily have awareness of that. And if you can't recognize that, then it's likely that you're doing harm. I mean, I it was funny as I agree with you, but you well, definitely set to yourself it in a system. You, you you definitely set yourself up to be invincible in the argument. Like even if you do that's disagree the, with me, that's... you are being deceived. So you're being a pastor right now. <laughs> oh, I'm the same. I'm worse. I'm the chief. <laughs> yeah, all we're trying to do here is get rid of pastors so we can become the one. I'm, mo- I'm modeling your your bullshit manipulation tactics right back in your face. I, I mean, here that that I, I will say this: that's one of the funniest things I've been realizing more and more about this podcast is we do everything we can so that everybody goes, "Those people are full of shit." <laughs> you better, you, know I mean? I, you I better mean, know I mean, it. You better fucking know it. I don't believe anything I'm saying right now. I mean, good lord, you can't and trust it's only me. for me. No, I, I mean, nobody on earth goes, man, I really trust Toby or Joey or Matt or even mm-hmm. whoever and yes. associated with this podcast. And that's the best thing that could happen to us. Yeah. I want I want to try because guess what Matt's trying to do and what I want to do and Joey, we want to try and convince you. I think thoughts and, and whatever it is, I want to convince you that I'm right or that it's something good or whatever. And so and so just to st- statistically numbers wise, I'm wrong a bunch. Yeah. I just am. Sometimes I might hit it right, but a bunch, bunch I'm wrong. So you shouldn't believe a fucking word I say. My message is to not trust me and then apply that to other people too. Yes. Right. That's the idea. Yes. Don't trust me. That's why, like, one of the reasons why I do else. think, one of the reasons I think we do cuss is because immediately somebody goes, I can't trust that person. Thank Good. you. Yes. It worked. The cuss word worked. Yes. Yeah. But what, yeah I mean, my point there is okay, you can't trust these other people and you shouldn't even trust me. At least I'm honest. So now, are you? now you have to go back to the other person who claims that they are both good and honest, and you have to, okay, for real? Okay, please, get out of here. Yeah. 
Well, no pastor's going to uh, agree that he's good or totally honest. I mean, they can work around that, but but the well, idea, the, the thing directly, that's in, the, the inherent connection with our God and eternity, that that is what is just so overwhelming. Like this person, I mean, all of us, Joey, me, have used the words maybe called or felt like we God right. spoke to us in a way or did something, and that immediately, once you add that terminology to your career, right? Yeah, what, what are you? Gonna, what am I supposed to? say, Joey, no, God didn't call you. You just wanted it. And, and maybe some of that's, that's right. I might be actually true to some extent. It might be true to some extent, but there's nothing I can do at that point because God, he said, you know, or she said, whoever said God told him this. And then, well, God said it. So how do you argue that? You cannot argue it. Well, we you know the worst examples of, of pastoral or wolf abuse of pa- fake pastors at least yeah. do that because it's effective. So how much are you doing it unknowingly is, is more of like the introspective question you could ask yourself. I would sure, say. And, and I think what helps in these sorts of conversations too, and Matt, you, you, uh, you tapped into this at the beginning saying that you don't hate all pastors and all that stuff, is those that are listening. So Matt, I will totally uh, agree with what you said. We are, you are talking to everyone, but we also realize There are some people in churches, not even necessarily pastors, pastors don't get to get all the credit, but there's people that are hanging around in churches just hoping maybe I can bring some good into this. Maybe I can I can push back. But at the end of the day, hey, I just want to be there for people. I want to be in a community. I want, you know, and I think being careful that you are not uh, at fault because you're being passive but I also think acknowledging, hey, there's people out there and they're just wanting to put themselves out there and, and, and help where needed or people that don't feel let go from the church system that is so obviously not in yeah. a good. Because it's not it's, it's, it's not about blaming anybody. That's I think is the thing that's wrong with the Internet at the moment is everybody wants to blame Chelsea Clinton uh, for a, a terrorist attack or something like that's the, the goofiest thing that you take something that has billions and billions right. of causes all together and then try to say it's somebody's fault. It's not even right to say that it's the pastor's fault. I mean, it's just everything combined equals this and everybody and everything contributes to it. But all I'm trying to say is many harms are done in when there is power accumulation and high loyalty and those things in a closed system that's uncriticizable because of the spiritual weight of it, That's those are dangerous places for human beings, any human beings. And so you're going to always find problems in those places, and the problems are always human. Now, who's the bad guy? Guess what? Start pointing the finger, and you're not real. I'm not even saying there's one to find. So it's less about finding who's the bad guy and the good guy and making sure I'm, most people are in the mode of, well, I'm the good guy, but who's the bad guy? That is not the way to think about anything. The thing, the problem too is you're right. It, it is it once again, the system wants that because uh, you know, like our good, our good buddy to the podcast. I, I like to say that PDNs wrote the sin of certainty. Like the mm-hmm. idea is that you want the pastor to be certain because you can't be. You're not gonna like you think. Well, I'm not that. I can't get yeah. in front of people. I can't do that. But man, that guy or that lady can. And awesome. I, most churches aren't that lady, but. uh so I can feel certain about him at least, mm-hmm. and, and so we want, you can we see want power that. To him. Yeah, and you That's give you give it to them, and the pastor inevitably, no matter what, that feels right. Like, wait a minute, these people are reinforcing the things that I've thought. So maybe that is God talking. Wait a minute, hold on. This church is growing, so that must mean God is doing what I think He said He would do, 
or something mm-hmm. like that. You know what I mean? So then it gets, it, once again, it goes back into the spiritual realm. Oh, wait, the church is growing. It was only 200 last year. Now it's 500. Man, yeah, that, God yeah. is moving. Yeah, and those and, things and just— And the people believe it, and he believes it, and then, yeah. and then it just gets— The power just keeps—the power dynamic gets worse and worse. The pastor gets more secluded, less yeah. accountability, less interaction, yeah. more Completely business, more corporate. natural emergent phenomenon. Yeah, right. It's, it's very emergent of, uh, yeah. of thing that, ju- that just is going to happen. And remember, that pastor at some point is just an insecure person trying to prove to himself that he's a good guy, right? And then the church grows a little bit. And then he gets, and so it's validating. So that's not, I mean, anybody would fall for that. And then at the highest levels. And there's so much daggum emphasis on numbers in the church world. It is impossible to be in that system and not feel self-conscious and feeling like you're not doing a good job if you're only dealing with a smaller group of people. Like, and that, and that pressure is coming from the system that they were just welcome to. So it's, it's interesting. It's like the pastor goes from being self-critical, beating himself up because he can't bring more people into the building to all of a sudden people start coming. And, and next thing you know, it's a whole new set of problems that unfortunately now have implications for everybody there, where at least at the beginning, it was just the pastor sulking. But it's like the whole... The whole system is just so jacked. And what's unfortunate, too, is that church planting is one of the biggest things that we're all looking uh, to do as like the, the, the major contribution to the church, not realizing that we're just beating a system that is continually failing, right? Yeah, the only argument for yeah. church planting that I would say is good is at least they're new and fresh because the longer bureaucracies exist, the more political and power consolidation eventually occurs. So at least new things are, are better, you know, like that, there's a good argument for that, smaller and newer. Okay, so Joey's got to get dropped off. And Joey, then, where, you're headed yeah. to a church event where you're leading thousands to Christ. See you, buddy. He's got to get going. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, do you think I did a better job of being convincing without being uh, uh, inflammatory? I think we just gave you a break. I don't. I mean, you, you set it up to where we couldn't really argue back, or it hurt your feelings or something. Yeah, you, went, <laughs> you went totally beta on us, is what you did, my friend, and Sneaky. it worked. And now you have lots of power, and we can't. We handed Sneaky. over the power of our, uh, you know contrary views and you so you won yeah you did it (laughs) anybody no matter what you have to think if there's a reason you want to get in front of people there is some selfishness there and it's just you can't almost can't escape it no matter what even if it's not in the beginning it will come and there's almost no way i don't know how you combat it for me too like i mean i don't know why why in the world did i think starting to be acknowledge and be aware of it is that's really where Uh, i mean you're i'm you're you're talking to somebody who, as soon as he learned how to write one song, he's like, "I'm going to be in front of people doing this one day, and they need That's to hear right. me." And you know, I thought those things. I just had those thoughts. I thought I had one of the the best voice in the world. I mean, I was the best singer, a great songwriter, all these things. And now, you know, I got a podcast, and people might want to hear me. All this stuff. I mean, my motives are there's some stuff in there that's jacked, boy, for sure, for sure. There's no way around it. And so, all I'm saying is, if there's no way around it. And that means it's not the craziest thing in the world, and it might even be normal. So if that's normal, let's just recognize it, and then we can kind of maybe deal with it. Wait yeah, a minute, just Pastor, is, is all you can Pastor, do. you've had great success, and you've helped so many people. It's really awesome. Let's also talk about this other stuff that's just as normal. Uh, you are withdrawn. You might be struggling some emotionally, mentally, physically, whatever it might be. Like let's Let's have those real conversations and see what happens. But like I said, the, the danger here is 
when we talk about the system, it's just what it's just people, right? The, yeah, the I, system all I mean is just people. to warn people about is more they want organizations it. are going to have you're going to find more stuff. Uh oh, that was swept under the rug. Now that implicates this person and that person. Right. Don't be that person fifth down the chain that is implicated because you were too loyal to something because you weren't didn't want to see it when it was. You know what I mean? That's all. Yep. I, that's the warning. That's what I've experienced. I've done yeah. PR damage control for people like Mark Driscoll, like not in an official capacity, but that was my mentality. Right. And then I was like, oh, and if it's bad enough, and what if it, you know what I mean? Like that's the whole Catholic church is full of that, of course, like things being swept under the rug. Let's handle this internally. Let's not let right. those outside people, you know, the us versus them and all the stuff. You got to start to be able to recognize it. I mean, it's going to come out more and more. So I'm just saying, be careful. Don't be on the wrong side of that. If you can possibly hold the duality to see it, not, like, if you don't walk away from this podcast going, you know what? But I know my pastor is one of the good ones in our church, and we don't have that problem. Yikes, if you're thinking that right now. That you might be right. one of the better churches, but if that's your mentality is to get certainty or assurance that you're not one of the bad guys, well, then that's that's a, that's a warning sign to me. Yeah. All right. Uh, we do some awesome stuff with this thing called the BC Club, the Bad Christian Club, and that includes uh, a lot of cool little perks, just one of which is uh, extra episodes. And I don't even think they're extra. They're like real deal awesome episodes where we get even maybe a little bit more free because that's our we're in the club too. And we get to talk a little bit more freely because of our friends. So if you're not a part of that, you're missing out a lot of stuff. Um, and it really does help this podcast happen. The club is the thing that we think is maybe become, we didn't even realize it when we started this podcast. It's like the most valuable, informative, uh, stressful, and yet challenging and fun and friend thing uh it, it's all this stuff wrapped up in one and it's kind of become one of the most important things to us so we like to uh just tell you some folks that are in the club and if you join the club you'll get your name written too but uh here's some club names we got john markham zachary clay mccode joey morell <laughs> machode mcchode joey mcchode i said okay. mcchode <laughs> mcchode joey morell uh trevor florenzo andy whiskey Evan Savage, Avengi Podsesters. Reva, you say that one. <laughs> Podsesters. I don't know. What's the first? What's his, What's the first name? Avengi. Avengi no, Podsesters. I don't know what it is. Is it like a? I hope that's a. I think that might be a real name. Uh, and Alexander Blake Beaver. Yes, it's Got probably a Benny. Like the G is probably silent. A Benny. Yeah, you H might be right. Thing. Wow. Also, I got some really bad news and I just, it just came up. Um, and it really, I mean, this is no, no shit, not joking at all. It popped up on my phone and I thought something good was going to happen and it's been taken away from me. Congratulations to Beverly Fulkerson from Osgood, Indiana. She won the HGTV Dream Home. <laughs> oh, no, Toby. Eat shit, no. Beverly. <laughs> In some dumbass small town in the middle of nowhere, Indiana, no. I, I did mine every single day, twice, twice daily. I did it for over a month, and I got nothing. Uh, there was no I, learning Toby, experience I, or anything. Beverly I, gets it. She gets everything. Beverly gets everything. One time I want one thing, Beverly gets it. I, Toby, I, I am sincerely sorry for your loss. Beverly. I know, what that, I know what that meant to you. I've seen you put in the time. I've seen it. She, look, with my she eyes. looks like a sweet mom who could use the house, but uh, I'm Toby. I mean, no, uh, I know. No, she doesn't deserve it. She did not God. deserve it. I, I mean, it, 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 there's no God. 
No, there's what not. The hell, what, the, what is that? Yeah, I can't even not. win one you, dream home. I know. You, that, you I'm supposed to believe it. there's a God with a heaven? I don't see I, why wait, you Just prove it. it, Lord. You can't yeah. prove it one time with the HGTV dream home for me? I did, mm-hmm. What? Did I not? I didn't have enough faith. I believed I was going to win. I told you I was going to win. Yeah. Did I not Dude, do the work? I, I, did, the, I did, you did the work. I did everything. I, what What? What more could I have done? And I, nothing was delivered. There's no. nothing. No, no God. I, this is called the No God Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> No, the name of this podcast is Fuck You, Beverly, Forever. No God (laughs) Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Woo!